0: Back to the Power Pack Parable podcast. Th- I just want to thank everyone that has been so kind, family and friends, for um, downloading the podcast. I hope you have found it time well spent. Um, I appreciate you and I hope you appreciate the podcast. Uh, as promised, we are going to try and get better and better. And um, Real quick, I had somebody share with me um, a self proclaimed uh, rule breaker. And she called me to just say that she appreciated the shout out to um, rule breakers and just uh, making the statement that indeed uh, all who wander are not lost and that uh, Jesus does indeed have a soft spot uh, in his heart for those who don't necessarily take uh, the straightest path to get to their destination. And so um, I, I thank her for that. And I hope that you all will continue to ponder on the Power Packed Parable podcast. And this week, we have another parable for you. It is another familiar one. It is the Good Samaritan. And I have the awesome pleasure of having um, a couple of real professionals with me on today. Um, I'm sure that they are going to uh, show me up, but that's okay. I'm open to that. I have with me um, uh, Gilbert McCauley, known in the biz as Gil, and um, the beautiful, the vivacious, and the talented Shay, Lamb, McCauley. So I am just thrilled to have them both, and we'll have more from them very, very soon. So um, strap in as we take on the parable of the Good Samaritan. Who is my neighbor? We like to keep the the kindness and compassion that we show to others, to a pretty small select group. It's a lot more convenient for us that way, but kindness is meant to be given openly and freely to all. Here's a story that Jesus told that that addresses that notion. Then the religious scholars stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I do to get eternal life? He answered, What is written in God's law? How do you interpret it? And he said, That you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answer said Jesus. Do it and you'll live. But looking for a loophole, he asked, and uh, just how would you define neighbor? Well, Jesus answered by telling a story because so often we can find ourselves and our lessons in stories. It was a story that went a little like this. There was a man that was heading home from work, traveling from Alexandria to Arlington, as he was known to do. It was a rough commute. I mean, travel was always, always bad. For that reason, he found a lot of shortcuts and small streets to wind his way through to cut off time. He had a nice car. And some of the neighborhoods he wound through were kind of rough and seamy and had corner corner boys. Those dudes had noticed him on more than one occasion. They had eyeballed his shiny new car and noticed the gleam on his watch and all the other jewelry as he stopped at the stoplight, arm just hanging out blaring music from his banging stereo. Well, today, guess what? Ha! His bright, shiny car was making a funny noise, so he pulled over. <laughs> this was the chance the Corner Boys had been waiting for. Tyrone approached him first.
1: <laughs> hey, man, you need some help. We can help you. Hey, we can. Yeah. We can be very helpful. Eduardo here can fix anything. <laughs> I took some shop in school. I got better, better grades—a solid D plus. But that's just because I didn't go. <laughs> I know a lot about cars. No, guys, uh, really, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, called by my motor club, and and they'll be here in a minute. Man, it's dangerous around here. By the time anything, by that time anything could have happened to you. Uh, Hey, uh, like uh, K pasa, fella, (laughs) what's up with you, K pasa? Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh, oh oh my God!
0: (coughs) Oh, oh Oh,
1: no! Oh, 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 (coughs) damn! That's got to hurt Oh!
0: They took everything he had. His money, his jewelry, his beautiful car, even his Air Jordans. It's nothing sacred. As he laid on the ground, barely breathing, I'm talking about unconscious, he wondered, what will become of me? But he heard footsteps coming. And he thought, I'm saved. It was the pastor from Pastor Reverend Olson from the mega church at the end of the block.
1: Oh, my. What on earth is going on here? I don't see a soul. I have to protect myself, my church, my reputation, etc., etc. This could be a trick. This could be ketchup, not blood. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I should take a chance. Somebody could be hiding in the bushes, planning to jump me and beat me to within an inch of my life. No, 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 no. Best thing for me is to keep an eye out and keep moving. You won't get me, I'm getting out of here. Oh my, oh, oh, the
0: man's heart must have sunk. Laying there unable to move with the dark closing in all around him. He was just about to give in when again, he heard footsteps and thought there was a reason to hope. It was the minister of the music at the little church at the end of the block. Oh, she was humming a solo. She had decided to give herself a next Sunday service. She was on her way to choir rehearsal. She did pride herself on her organizational skills and the proficiency of her choirs. And last but hardly least, her promptness. And all of a sudden, whoo, she saw him. Sister Hattie let out a little yelp. <laughs> followed by a Oh, sweet baby Jesus. And what sounded like a quick verse of Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. She took a hard look at the man and and thought about the entire situation.
2: Now, Hattie, let's consider what dialing 911 would mean. Waiting on the po-po, giving a report. When technically, I don't know nothing. It could even mean a short spot on TV and me with my hair undone. I need my nails did and on TV. But bottom line, I can't afford to be that tardy.
0: Surely someone else will come along. Mm. And she hurried away. About that time, the man just simply succumbed to sadness and the pain, the bruises, and and the darkness. He didn't even hear the footsteps of his third visitor. A young man came up. It was a young dude, baggy pants with dreadlocks, tattoos, and a raggedy pickup. Blaring, I don't know, reggae music or or something. Just something really loud. His, but his heart was moved when he saw the shape the man was in. His heart told him he had to do whatever he could. He managed to get him into the truck though the man had quite a few pounds on the lanky lad.
1: Hey, man, we'll figure something out. Just hang on. I'm gonna get you some help. Hold on for
0: me. He drove like the wind to an urgent care facility. He
1: called the police and told them to meet him there. Hey, hey, nurse, he didn't even have a wallet. I, I don't know who he is, but I'll pay to have him seen. And like, uh, after the police come, If he can't pay and he needs more money or more help, I'll be back tomorrow and figure out a way to settle up his bill. Just do what you can to save him, man.
0: Jesus asked the same question I would ask. Which of the three became neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? In the parable, the religious scholar responded, the man who treated him kindly. And Jesus said, go and do the same. So I say, go and do the same. and that my friends is a wrap okay well um, today um, I have to thank for completing um, the storytelling of the Good Samaritan Gilbert Roland Macaulay <laughs> and Shayla Um, and uh, I, I could do the honors, but just uh, if you would um, tell us just a little bit about yourselves, um, and uh, you know, give us an idea of who it is that we're we're chatting with. Well, I'm Gilbert.
1: Well, I'm I'm Gilbert Macaulay. Uh, I'm a. Director and educator uh, in the theater in the theater realm. And um, I am uh, a brother to Gail. Oh, dokie.
2: And hi, my name is Shay Lang Ali. And I am an actor, mostly um, regional theater and... Um, I am a mom mm-hmm. and a wonderful human being and I'm a wife to this guy maybe you've heard of him his name is Gilbert
0: <laughs> I have I heard know. of him and um God bless you girl um so today we just want to kind of uh dive in I am I am not going to take this opportunity to you know do a whole bunch of sibling stuff I am not going to tell them all the things that you did. I'm not going to talk about you chasing me with boogers on your finger or anything like that. That is off limits. So we're moving on because we got more important things to talk about. So I think the, first of all, I would just want to share in case y'all want to look this up, that, um, the parable comes from uh, Luke 10 25 and 37. And um, it's one of those that I think everybody kind of knows, everybody kind of tells, everybody kind of borrows from. But I think my first question um, to you, and by you I mean the royal you, so either of you can jump in, is um, so who who is your neighbor and um, who, if anyone, isn't your neighbor? I believe in the eyes of God. Everyone I believe
2: in the eyes of God. Everyone is our neighbor. Um, we're supposed to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. We're supposed to treat people the way we want to be treated. And that doesn't mean just the people that treat you well, or the people that you like. God wants us to love those, the Bible says, who wrongfully use you um, and say all manner of evil against you. You're supposed supposed to do right by them. So your neighbor is someone, our neighbor is somebody we may not even care for personally that, you know, we feel our, isn't a nice person. But still, by God's law, we need to do right by them and treat them well as our neighbor.
0: Well said. Well said, as in you don't have anything to add to that?
1: No, uh, well said. Isn't no? I think that's 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 really. I mean, I think that really hits the point. I mean, it, it it there's a way that the 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 love of God is unconditional, and our love is supposed to be likewise. I think it's it's um it's difficult for us, but it's kind of the lesson we're here to learn. Is like how do we be more like how do we be more like God? So yeah. that's that's part I think of it. So yeah,
0: when when you ask the question, it is it's easy to understand what it is that that God wants from us. I I think that one of the things that we want to do is to, you know, figure out on a daily basis how we get closer to um emulating uh that model, you know, when when we think about yeah. You know who lies within the scope of those that we should love as we do ourselves. Um, we under we understand that in, in our in our head that that that's that that's everybody, but um, sometimes um, you know applying applying that is is a different thing and you know, the, the the parable starts by um the question is is really how do I get eternal life? Right? And so um the scholar asks really to trip to trip up Jesus on the question of how do I get eternal life? And um Jesus repeats for Jews what is the Shema, which is something uh which is the equivalent of our summary of the Decalogue, and it is to love your neighbor as yourself. To love, um, I, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. to Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, for the in the Jewish faith, um, the Shema, um, was that the, the, those same exact two commandments, but that was part of their daily prayer. So, I think. There's a saying that says, when you know better, you do better. But I, I think that that might be a fallacy. Mm-hmm. Because if you can repeat that every day, and yet this scholar who knows Bible, who, knows, who knew the word, who, who repeated the Torah every day who repeated those words. And that's why he was able to say, when he said, what, is this, what does it say? He said, well, you should love the neighbor, love the Lord your God with all your heart. So he could, he, he could repeat it. But knowing better, go ahead.
1: Well, I think that there's a difference between the things that we repeat, the things that, especially by rote and knowing it. You know, Bob Marley used to say, you know, who feels it knows it. I, I think sometimes people we don't we don't really feel it. It means like yes, we understand it. So that's something we understand, um, you know, intellectually. That's who that is. And so intellectually, you say those words and you understand what those words mean. But knowing it is a different thing, and that's actually ha- that's something else that, that you know. The knowledge is not just is not just a mind thing; it's a heart thing. And so, mm. I, I feel like sometimes. You know, people know things intellectually, but they don't feel them in their heart. And also, I think this story is a good reference, good, good um, image. I think um, a good example of like some people say there there really only two emotions is fear and love. And I think that in a way, it's like yeah, this is a case of fear uh, versus love, very, very clearly, uh, because hmm. you know the 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 people who didn't want to stop it was really more out of f- fear of some kind mm-hmm. that that kept them from doing it and the person who acted out of love is just like oh uh, i'm i'm just going to act this out of that place of like it's, yeah this person who i who I'm, I'm concerned about more mm-hmm. more than my fear In spite. of what could happen to me or or or, or something else yeah, yeah like
2: the bible says having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof a lot of people can do lip service Amen. And say, God said this, God said Amen. that, and quote the scripture, but denying the power thereof, you know the scripture, but then you gotta walk the scripture you've and got, live it.
0: So you've got to do that. Um I think that's definitely and um you talked about um a heart thing. Uh the other thing that is, is said in, in the parable is that um when the Samaritan saw him or when in in our case when the little young uh dread the guy with the dreads saw him his heart was moved and um mm-hmm. i i i i am beginning to wonder what it takes to move our hearts anymore um it 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 seems as though mm. uh I I think I was even talking to you about the fact that it used to be if one kid got shot, um, you know, we were moved to tears and now we seem to need a, a mass shooting, you know, um, Mm.
1: things have have Mm. gotten
0: to the point where our hearts, our heart condition is, is strained. And, um, what does what does that say? What does that say about us? What is the way back? What is the way back from that?
2: Hmm. Well, I think biggest way back mm-hmm. is God. And what is God? God is love. So the biggest way back is love. Somehow there's I refuse to believe that there are no good people out there doing good things. We turn on the TV and we hear about all these horrible things that are happening and they are happening. But if if the people like you, like me, the people that we know that are like-minded that know like that have a heart for people if somehow like it's like if somehow if we could like just come together and and mm-hmm. and and just join forces, then love would overpower the hate, and I feel like I don't know love would drown out some of the the the, the angry voices that are out there. Yeah, I don't.
0: I mean, we I, know it know has what the, the like, power. Just, like, we we know it has the power to do that, but but we're not uh, we're not asserting our power you know we're we're not asserting um the power that we have and power and and love love is that power um love is our superpower right um uh even with um even with this even with the samaritan uh that's in the story of the parable, you know, Samaritans were really looked down on, right? They were the black and brown people right. um, of the day, right? So, you know, sometimes you look at the story and you say, oh, look, you know, this Samaritan reaches down and when somebody was worse off than him, he lifted him up. And that was the love. But I see the love of someone that in spite of being oppressed, in spite of of being hated and looked down upon was able to show some sort of radical love, you know? Um, uh, and the, no, the loving what, of your I enemy- think that, I think
1: you hit on it, I mean- You
0: know, is, is the kind of radical, you know, uh, stuff that that jesus was was talking about you know um go ahead
1: but i also think it's it's almost even not even as big as right i mean not that I, I hear what you're saying but it's also it's the 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 samaritans saw the person as somebody like them as somebody in need i know what it's like to need something i know mm. it's like to feel that so it's like it's recognizing Empathy, myself yeah. in that other person yeah that empathy, that thing of like, you know, yeah. uh, yeah. So I think it's more, it's not just the, not just I loving my enemy, being mm-hmm. able to see your enemy as a person, you're being able to see mm-hmm. your enemy as somebody who needs something, who who is also could be somebody in need, like understanding, you know, what it is to be this, this human thing. That's, that's the, that's the thing. And maybe yeah. because the Samaritans were in that place where they, they dealt with getting treated with less than they understood that okay yeah uh they understood what that was like but understanding like hey even if i'm treated as less i know who i am i know i'm a i'm i'm a human being and i have feelings for other human beings and so that's what comes out so so perhaps it was maybe that's also part of why jesus used you know because jesus was very smart and 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 used the the people in the stories purposefully and so maybe that's why also he used the samaritan because he knew those Mm -hmm. people would know like okay you know who how we you know how we think about them. You know how everybody usually thinks about Samaritans, but they're they're supposedly on the bottom rung. But even they understand what it is to care for mm-hmm. another human being, mm-hmm. and that's the that's the real level at which you know at the real the real level at which this comes in. It's so funny as we when we you started the podcast, I kept thinking about this song that uh, Gregory Porter has. It's called Love "Take Her. Me to the Alley." And it's all about I don't know if you're familiar with the song. Are you?
0: I love Gregory Porter, but you know, I don't know yeah, any but, song but, to but, the but, chorus. I, I'm not that downbeat oh But anyway, so but four times nineteen seventy six. But when he
1: said when basically when, mm-hmm. when 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 Jesus comes again, he'll say, Take me to the alley, take me to the afflicted ones, take me. Yes, to yes, the lonely okay, yeah, ones yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, and yeah so don't, don't you like, sing it, but yeah. So Jesus, yeah, don't, I won't. I won't. No. But ha ha ha. Yes. Yes, I do know that. It was weird. One. like yeah, those are people I'm fighting because it's are, like, you know, yes. I, I get it. This, that's, and, who I mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. that's who I came for. At some point we're all there. Mhm. Right, that's who I came for. know, yeah, so I think that yeah. that's, that you know, so that yes. that's uh, that's that that's what I hear in the Samaritan stories like, yeah, take me. Take me to the alley.
0: Take me to the alley. I like it. I like it. Um okay so um in terms of anything different that stood out to you um in in this reading um as we begin to kind of close it down uh was there anything I know sometimes I can read something and of course I'm old, not as old as my much older brother, but I I am old. And I've read things many times. (laughs) I know I owe you. (laughs) Um, I've read things many times, but then I can can read something, you know, um, another time. And all of a sudden, there's another character or another something. (laughs) I thought it was interesting um, that I probably had more empathy for the two people that came by, I, I like to give myself distance from all the people in Bible stories that don't look good. You know, I like to, uh, mm. distance myself from them and say, Oh my gosh, how horrible, you know? Um, but I think our goal should be to find ourselves in them instead of trying to distance ourselves from them. And so, mm-hmm. um, I I did find myself empathizing a lot more with Sister Hattie, not so much with the mega, not so much with the mega minister, because um I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh you know, um uh, that call is supposed to be different. And um uh it it certainly put me in the mind of of times when ministers you know, of the gospel have let me down, you know, have, have let us down. Mm. Um, and, and I don't just mean in terms of human frailty, you know, uh, cause we all have human frailties, but, you know, but, but compassion and empathy that those shouldn't be in short supply uh, when it comes to, to ministry and certainly not being in leadership and and ministry. But did you all have Mm -hmm. um, anything that stuck out to you different? I love that fear thing that you said, Gilbert. Sister Hattie? (laughs) No, actually, yeah, Sister Hattie.
2: Sister Hattie. Um, I I really love Sister Hattie's character. Um, One, of course, you know, she's a good old church-going lady, just and concerned about looking just like so oftentimes that's what we do in the church we're so we're conditioned to focus on the outward appearance when god looks at the heart mm-hmm. um which comes back to what you know you were just saying um she can't do the interview i don't look right i can't i won't i don't want to be caught out there looking like this but what about being caught out there not doing what you're singing about every Sunday
0: uh-huh.
2: loving not spreading uh-huh. God's love and his mercy and his grace yeah. um but you know she, she she she's human she has her reasons yeah. even the pastor he's human he has his re- his reasons um looking at it from our perspective, we're like, that is so trifling. How can you say you, you're tri- a Christian? How can you, but you know, yeah.
0: um, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that line. How can you say you a Christian? Cause it right. almost always comes when somebody's right, trying right, to right. be, you know, they, well, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but I, I, I being the Christian the, the the notion of being a Christian means you are perfect and flawless and you mm-hmm. are above reproach. That mm-hmm. is God. That is an old time. Being a, a Christian, the the light bulb for me many, many years ago, I thank God he delivered me from that backwards thinking that I had to be like that. It, it's more in that because I profess uh, Jesus Christ as my Savior and I'm going to follow him because I am a Christian, I can stand firmly and say, hey. I make mistakes. I don't have Mm -hmm, this thing all the way mm -hmm, figured mm -hmm, out. mm -hmm. I, you know, you might catch me today and I'm going to walk in love and you do something bad to me. Mm -hmm, And I mm -hmm. just might have the the two seconds to pause Mm -hmm. and say, it wouldn't be nice. For Me to go off on you, but you might catch me on another day where I just might have to you know, catch read you up and down yeah. without a curse word. May but not you caught me on the wrong day at the wrong mm-mm, time, mm-mm, mm-mm. and you may not you know, catch it. Yeah, um, you might have to catch, yeah, you might, you might just catch it a lot of it.
0: Might have to catch but that sideways clap. Say,
2: you might have to, <laughs> you might have to, but um, I think that's if we're being honest that we can't knock anybody else because if we knock them, then you got to look at your life and say, okay, fine. They were wrong then. Well, let's look at, um, remember mm-hmm. three weeks ago?
0: Right. Mm-hmm. The when old, you saw somebody and
2: the, you didn't want speck, to be with them? The speck in so you your brother's eye
0: and, the, and it,
1: the
2: log. And you got and, a tree and, trunk and hanging and, out and of yours. You, you yeah. got a forest.
1: <laughs> and maybe that's also the... Lesson. <laughs> maybe that's also the larger story too is that... Mm-hmm. I think so too. All you know yeah the 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 one jesus asked at the end you know said like well you so which one was the neighbor and mm-hmm. and the, you know the 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 questioner who was really trying to catch jesus mm-hmm. uh was told well you know here's what you need to do then if the, if the, if that's who you believe was the kind did the right thing that's what you need to do but i think like the larger question is even even for all of us is just like you know Compassion, compassion is recognizing everybody's doing the best they can. Mm. Usually, what happens when we say that is like mm. you know we think well, you know, we're selective about that, and Very. we say well, I think that person doing the best they can, but that person wasn't. Yes. Well, you know, frankly, maybe you know the the mega minister he was doing the best he could. Mm-hmm. That's what you know, and we don't we don't have the compassion for him, but God had compassion on all those people. So you know, so, so so mm-hmm. that's just us. That's just. For mm-hmm. all of them, you know what I mean. So God had compassion for all of them. So He just asked the questioner, "So who do you think was right in this case?" Mm-hmm. And we're left with that. But mm-hmm. I think the larger thing is, who does God think was right? Right, you know, who does God? How does God look at it? And God looks at mm-hmm. everybody's doing their best. And so I love them all, Thank which you, is a Jesus larger he thing looks looks at it like, that. Which, like I said, that's the right? unconditional thing. Yeah. Huh?
0: Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. He looks at it like yeah. that, yeah. So or I else think we'd all be. In a world right. of hurt, yeah. right. Right. All right, 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 Thank right, right. So, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, ladies, lady and gentleman. Um I cannot thank you enough for um both your uh theatrical talent and your willing spirit um <laughs> to then have a good conversation after that because that's the kind of thing that I want people to do is just kind of wrestle with you know because that's how you you get and stay in relationship is when you have mm-hmm. these conversations with your friends, with your partners. is when you 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 wrestle with you know with with things, and um, that's that's what I I hope that that this podcast will have an opportunity to do. And so, as we bring this to a close, I want to not only thank my um, beautiful guest and the guy that she's hanging out with. But I also um, want to thank each and every one of you. Um, every download is just a blessing and an answer um, to prayer. Um, and we are going to just try to get better and better. So thank you again. We hope you'll tune in Um for the next podcast, and um, God bless you Amen. and keep you.
1: Amen.